everybody, and welcome to your most favorite show in the whole wide world, especially now that we are in the midst of a baseball season. It's under the radar! Part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast family of friends. Before we get started, quick reminder, you can get 40% off a subscription. I uh, don't know how, but I think you can just go to any story, and when you hit the paywall, <laughs> click on the button. I think you could also go to theathletic.com slash podcast. You could actually do that because it shows that you like us in the show and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, with me as always, your friend of mine, Inca. It's dark. It's after dark. Johnny, spoiler alert. And uh, <laughs> given I was given the ice cubes. I had to give the cubes. Well, there's my. I got. I got some too, man. We'll talk about that in a second. Very good. And my friend of yours, Derek Ryba. That sounded like a Yeti tumbler that Ian was uh, jingling there. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it is. Well played. Right, do you? It's like would you just put a couple of dice in a Yahtzee thing and try to make the sound effect? <laughs> you just gave me an idea to fool you guys about me drinking. Yeah, what are you drinking tonight, uh, Derek Van Rypop? Yeah, what flavor seltzer? I, I haven't got to the seltzer yet. I'm just drinking the flat water. I went for a run literally right before we set up the record. Oh, so man. I'm I, I'm like a pitcher in the seventh inning right now. Like I have just got a great lather going right now. It's true, he does. All right, we saw it before Ian made us turn off the video on our Zoom. Yeah, because that was part of why. I mean, DVR looks like, he looks like a sweaty horse just come in after the, the Belmont Stakes. <laughs> All right, so backstory, <laughs> before we get into the, the baseball stuff. So we get on, DVR's like play, toweling off his hair, so I just assumed he got out of the shower. Ian had beaten me to it by a couple minutes, and they were talking before. Yeah. I get the backstory that DVR had you know gone for a run. We had to turn our videos off because Ian didn't want them on. And then he's like, wait, 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 turn it back on. I got one more thing to say. And we turn it back on, and like DVR's hair is like perfectly combed over. <laughs> it was very impressive. Look, I, I, yes. He's a, he, 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 DVR, that's why he's, he's super solid, man. But beyond solid, solid suggests that like, you know, solid's like a, a solid number three. He, he's more like a, like a solid with an upside, with a number one upside. That's what DVR is. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's one of the nicest things you ever said about him. No. What? Okay. <laughs> what the heck is this? Choose one or ad lib? Interest rates? What? Looks like sounds like we got a sponsor. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we don't have to mention that again. I'll just read it when the time comes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's get in. So on today's show, uh, you know, let's just start the show uh, with typical Ian Con. Look, we're gonna get into the Marlins stuff, obviously, but I think every other show in the world is gonna get yep. into that. Uh, we'd like to just kind of be, a, you know, a compliment to all this stuff, not really make you listen to the same show over and over again. So here's what I wanted to get into. In the ins and outs of the fantasy leagues, first of all, I got a call from Ian Khan this week. Uh, he was trying to pawn Taiwan Walker off on me before his five runs. No, started. wait a second. But more interesting. All right. Okay, I'm not going to pawn off. No, no, you were offering me for like five fab dollars, and then you disappeared, and we never did the no, are you? Uh, no, we were talking about 12 fab dollars is what we were talking about. And then the reason right. we didn't do the deal, um, why, why did we not do the deal? I forget. Oh, because he was going to be starting, and then he did. He, he never called me he back. Gave up, he gave up a number of runs, and then I was like, I can't really ask for 12, and I kind of want to keep him if I'm not going to get 12. You know what I'm saying? So that was my thinking on it. All right. But more interestingly, staying in that Seattle rotation, Ian tried to bully me into starting Justice Sheffield yeah. in our uh, in our Triple Crown oh, League. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, sorry, and quote-unquote my Triple Crown You're, League That team. is your team, Defino. I don't think I've gone two days without you telling me to make a roster. That's because I'm worried about you. I'm worried. Why? Because you... Because you, Jake Bowers is starting? <laughs> partially, but also because... That's DVR's fault. Well, how is that DVR's fault? Because he set the first week to be like 17 days. That's RT. RT set it that way. There's nothing... It's the same thing in labor. It's 10 days, heartbreaking, Jake Cave on my bench. Uh, so Anthony ba- Bass on my bench. Uh, you had Anthony Bass? Yeah, I, I drafted him in the reserve round because I was like... In like in February? Yeah, I did. Wow, I drafted him yeah. in the... I, I did some good, some nice little drafting in the in the reserve round over there in labor. It's good because the team I picked is struggling. 
That's why this is the best show no. out there. I don't know about that. No, but I didn't bully you. This is all I pointed out to you, was that Justice Sheffield was on your bench. And because DVR is the world-class commissioner, though I do have a question about our Maki League, the, the, because he's world-class commissioner, he made it so that RT made it so that we could change our lineups going into the new week. And the only question I had for you, it was just a question, was do you want to put Sheffield in your lineup instead of Nestor Cortez? And then and Nando writes back, he's like, no, I want Cortez. Cortez. Cortez is a beast. He's going to be the best. He's the greatest. He's the, and that's how he texts too. Sounds just like that. And and so he was like, well, "Yeah, I do. You know what I do? I do a lot of texts. I don't do like a one long one nah, with all my thoughts. Yeah. So you'll get five in a row, like ding, ding, ding. ding, ding. Yeah. yeah, it's true. But it's okay. You rarely do it at like five in the morning or like midnight. Oh, who has their phone volume on at six thirty eight? I am the I am the genius who does that. I apologize to you and your wife. Again. That's all right. It was okay. I don't even remember what I wrote, but it was something irrelevant. <laughs> I forgot that you did world. do that. I was trying to say that it you did do that. It was some piece of news I read. <laughs> it was. It was like a little piece of news. But so then Nando says to me, all right, all right, big shot. Well, who do you want? Justice Sheffield or Nessa Cortez? We could put it in a little side bet. Chris can put it on the on the sheet. And I was like. I didn't say that. I, could, I think I said that jokingly. Right. If I did. And I, was like, I respect Chris. And I said, I, I would. I think I, I would actually go with Nestor Cortez too. He said, what the hell? What, the, what are you bothering me for? I was like, I guess you're right. I just wanted to make sure that you knew that you knew that it was there and that you had the opportunity to do so. That's all. I don't know why there's this running theme that I don't know who's on my team. It's it's all this. It's It was that moment where you said that you thought TGFBI was a best ball. That's that's different. Yeah, I know. But that's I mean, that's a that's a for free league that, you know, is an industry thing. That, I know. I know. But when that happens, it's it set up like usually those things are like our cut line. Yeah. That we do through NFBC, the athletic cut line. Yeah has over a thousand teams it's just it's a you know a cut line i know but i just assumed tgfbi was a cut line. yeah i know and and because of that every time something happens in the triple crown i sort of go uh nando do you know are you aware are you blah, 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 and you go we leave me and my team alone i know what i'm doing and just, your boy <laughs> i didn't say it like your that. boy christian stewart hit a home run today i know it made me very happy for you i got a text from my buddy herc who i used to work with at cbs because uh, he'd been giving me crap for christian stewart and i'm like ah, he's good man he hits home runs so. And Thomas Scott this week, Dr. Thomas and I, we're playing in the official pediatrician, official pediatrician of the Under the Radar show. He um, he and I are sharing the team in Derek Van Riper's league, the Keeper League. By the way, DVR hasn't said a word this show. Is he still sweating? His hair thing. He's still sweating. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> this is how it goes. Not and I do like the first eight minutes and we never shut up. And then DVR gets his nice like eight minute run <laughs> we, where he gets his nice rant <laughs> yeah. like midway. And then I'm like, I really haven't said anything in a while. I was like, that's oh, fun to listen to DVR. But, but let me just tell you what Thomas, Dr. Thomas Scott. So it's about Mike fulton So he just texts me like right before, like a couple hours before because it's a daily league. And he's like, you know, I just don't feel good about this Fulty. Do you, do you like Fulty tonight? And I was like, I kind of don't. And then... He was like, what do you want to do? I said, let's pull him. So we pulled him, and we didn't pitch him, and that saved us. Unfortunately, I did have him in a couple of other leagues where I didn't pull him um, but we because I couldn't. But in this league, we, we were able to. And now he's gone. Mikey fulton DVR question for you. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you're Mike fulton and the Marlins offer you $2 million and the Red Sox offer you $500,000, where do you go pitch? The Red Sox. Oh, come on. You give up all that money? Yeah, because I've already made money if I'm Mike fulton He hasn't made that much money. I mean, he's made a lot of money, but for a baseball player, he's he hasn't had his payday yet, and after today, it looks a little bit like Matt Harvey. Though, I think first of all, he's gonna get he's gonna get picked up off a of waiver uh, off of waivers. Wait, you mean he he looks like Matt Harvey, or it looks like Matt Harvey's gonna go to one of these two teams? Looks like a Matt Harvey career for a minute. Although oh, gotcha. it could be also the Max Scherzer, because I've always been saying that I think there's a little Max Scherzer in there on Mike Fultonewitz. And um, it took Scherzer leaving the Diamondbacks and going to the Tigers to sort of unlock. And hopefully that's something that Fulton Edwards can do because I still I still like the stuff. It's just you can't be throwing 89. It's a huge, huge drop yeah, for him, too. Yeah, right? something I, weird. I mean, and then they when he's right, he's like averaging 95. Like he was, he's down, he averaged 90.5 miles per hour on his fastball. So yeah, high 80s, low 90s. He does have other pitches, but... I, I don't know if any of those secondaries are good enough where you could just go heavy, heavy slider and use the fastball even less. And it just he, he might just need a year to get right physically. They say he's healthy, or he said he's healthy, but ah. I 
don't know. I mean, the velocity doesn't drop like that for a healthy guy. If another team tries to hit him up and they see something in the physical, that's there will be your answer. Yeah, that's a fair. Point. Maybe he just it's... didn't. Maybe he's one of those guys who didn't do anything during the break. And the, like, you don't cut a guy if he's hurt and his, his velocity's down. I feel like you cut a guy, and Ian, this should be your. I, this is like an Ian thing to say. You cut a guy because they found out he did three months of nothing during the layoff, assuming that it wasn't going to happen again. It felt personal. And he came in not ready to go, right? You can't make any. I'm not going to make any like. You can't guess at this, but it felt personal. the The fact that yeah. they cut him, like he, they cut him from the he left the he left and like you know gets knocked out and they cut him that night. I don't know. It was like you know I'm done with this guy. Really? Wow. That's wow. Hmm. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was it was a it was a strange moment, and I think there's more to the story than we're than we're getting. All right, I like it. Uh, DVR, super depressed about this whole COVID thing. <laughs> I was going to try and cheer you up. Uh, yesterday, when put stuff in the rundown, only 12 had tested positive. Now they're saying 17. But still, that's 43 players you can put a roster together with. Does that cheer you up? Does it cheer you up that the, the Phillies were clean, except for like one dude? It will cheer me up if we get to like the weekend and the Phillies don't have any other cases added in, right? Because I think what we've learned is it can take a few days after exposure for players to start testing positive, for anyone to start testing positive, for that matter. Um, so I think that's a huge part of why you know the Phillies are on pause right now. The Marlins are on pause for longer. Hopefully it's just the the worst possible scare that we could have had at this point, and it's ultimately going to get better from here. But that was a really hard turn just a few days into the season. So I think looking at my timeline on Twitter probably made everything a lot worse. I think a lot of writers in general are, are pessimistic and skeptical about playing baseball in a pandemic and not that they shouldn't be, but I think seeing those pessimistic thoughts one after another from people who I respect and whose analysis I trust, uh, it, it just sort of hits you repeatedly. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that's why I've been having a hard time with it. So hence the, the getting back out there and, and running, hence the DVR is sweaty version of under the radar to trying to make myself feel better. I think it's, I mean, We've gone from Ian after dark to DVR after run. Yeah, DVR. That's what oh, I was going to say. I was yeah. trying to find it after sweat. DVR after sweat. Yeah. Something. I, but, well, all right. I don't think it's as doom and gloom as like I think. I don't even know my timelines anymore. It was either this morning or yesterday morning when someone's like, "Do you think MLB's done?" I'm like, no, dude. This, this is the reason I got sixty men ready to go. Yeah, like just, that, I mean, you pick guys from the other camp and just send them to the next. Yeah, camp. but it's early for this. This needed to happen three weeks from now for the first time. It's it is oh, pretty it's better that it happened early. Yeah, maybe it just can't happen again. And if it was the Yankees right. or the Dodgers or the Astros, it would have a different vibe to it. It just it's it's like the the Marlins. It happened to the Marlins. Who, by the way, can I just say, Jesus Aguiar? Some of the dumb, crazy stuff. I think when I'm like, Nada, what are you talking about, Darren Ruff? I just went and picked up Darren Ruff everywhere in every dynasty league. Based on two nights ago, Nando's going. Jesus Aguiar is going to have a huge breakout this year. He's going to huge comeback. Guy can't stop hitting home runs. This is why Defino is not to be taken lightly. No, man. You know it's it's because I re- James Rousen, I think is the reason for that. Well, also Aguiar's history as a home run hitter, but uh, James Rousen came over from the Twins the year after the Twins hit a billion yeah. home runs, and they gave him this title. Like I think they call him actually offensive coordinator. He's the hitting coach basically. But if that dude, I mean, like. What was different with the Twins last year? James Rousen was their hitting coach and changed their philosophies. And maybe you won't see it in full effect. The scary part is next year might even be more because, I mean, I guess Rousen could have done Zoom calls with them and said, you know, do this, do that. But he really didn't have a ton of time to work with these guys. Yeah, but it's but also Darren Ruff, I don't know if you guys were watching the game the other night. I think it was on ESPN. It was, yeah, it was the Dodgers versus the Giants. It was the only game on. And Gabe, they were talking, the announcers were talking about Gabe Kapler, is it Ke- it's Kapler. It's not Kepler. It's Kapler. Well, just just give it a second. In DVR, I'll use it in a complete Right. Sentence. So Gabe Kapler. Uh, so here, I'll set him up. So Gabe Kepler <laughs> basically was talking about to the announcers <laughs> saying that uh, Darren Ruff was the player that he was most impressed with when he got to camp. And that really, that's the kind of stuff that when I hear that, I went, oh, hello. And I just put, and then he goes two for three with, works an amazing walk, makes a ridiculous play in left field. And steals a base, and it was Sunday night, and I was like, I gotta get him in every dynasty league I'm in, 
Picked him up immediately in, in one of the leagues that's open universe. You can pick up, pick him up immediately. Grabbed him immediately. Dropped Tony Kemp. And in another league, I paid one hundred and three dollars for him. And I could be and dropped Mickey Cabrera. I could be totally wrong, but I, I'm going with the Nando Defino. That's what I said. It was after Gabe Kapler said that. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for Gabe Kapler trying new things and being very forthright with the media this season. I heard a Kapler. I heard a Kapler, too. Well, you're conflating Max Kepler and Gabe Kapler, I think. I think I was. I think, thank you, thank you, DVR. But yes, did you, but did you catch that as well, DVR? Did you catch him saying that? I did not hear those particular comments. Those are the comments. When I hear stuff like that, I go to work, and I say, I'm going to get this dude. Do you guys feel like Gabe Kapler maybe was unfairly given that Phillies job? Like, it seems like he's the perfect, perfect fit for the Giants job, and I actually kind of like him now for fantasy. Whereas last year, I just, I, like, I just wish he never managed the Phillies and just started with this rebuilding Giants team that has a very heavy analytics bent. Whereas like, if Joe Girardi had been the manager of the Phillies for the last two years, like, who knows how good they could have been. Yeah, but see, I take that Joe Girardi exactly that. Like, it's sometimes good for a manager to go somewhere and fail first and then kind of come back and, and learn from your mistakes. Well, I don't even know if Kapler learned. He might have just been a bad fit. You, gotta, you learn something when you get fired in front of millions of people. Yeah. And when people want you to get fired and then you do, you make adjustments. You just do. So All I right. think I, I, I do think it's a great fit for San Francisco. And then they were saying that uh, he that oh gosh, that yeah. So anyway, I, I think he's I, I, that that Giants team with Jalen Davis is interesting to me. There's a lot of a lot of interesting young talent for fantasy. Another guy is uh, on that on that squad. Pablo Sandoval is getting some time at first base, and their catcher. DVR, well, who's their catcher? Heineman? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Tyler Heineman. Man, yeah. stealing bases. My partner in one league, Rob Mershak, was like, we got to get Heineman. I was like, really? Do we really? I kind of want to get Jake Rogers. He was like, no, 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 look at Heineman. And I was like, oh, and then he stole another base. So it's like, those guys are going to run. San Francisco Giants are going to run. And Wilmer Flores is starting to look like a baseball player. Again. A real baseball player. He's going to have an everyday job. He's going to play every day. Now we're going to see what he's got. I'm I'm waiting for Mauricio Dubon to kind of blossom. I Dubon looks good already. too. Yeah, he's good, but I mean, like I like I, I know it's been four games, but I would like to have a little more excitement. Can, can we talk now just quickly about how wrong I was on something? How, how desperately wrong I was on something? It's your call, man. I mean, it's you know. I very much want to. So let me tell the story. This is a quick story, and then I'll shut up for like the next twenty minutes. But. Sitting at home. It's my anniversary yesterday, 12-year anniversary with my hey, loving... Hey, happy anniversary. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Very, very loving day. Congrats. Great wife. Where did you get married? married? Did you... Uh, well, I guess you 12 years ago, you weren't George Washington yet, so... If you got married after, it would have been like a palatial, maybe even at Mount Vernon kind of thing, I would assume. Like Hudson <laughs> Valley. I could imagine a Hudson Valley by the way. It was I'm a serious. Hudson Valley wedding. No, yeah. I will send you pictures. My parents right. had a had a nice place upstate, and we got married up there. Same place that my younger brother got married. It's a it was a it was a pretty sweet place. They've sold it. My dad passed, and then and they've sold it since. Anyway, I'm sitting in the backyard, and I'm explaining to my wife. I'm like, "Listen, I think I'm really good at this game, this fantasy baseball game." She's like, "Really? You are, huh?" I say, "Yeah, yeah. I'm really I'm really good." She's like, "Really? Why are you so good?" I say, "Because there's this pitcher that I've been talking about all off season, named John Lester." Right, right now he's throwing a no hitter, honey. Really, he's throwing a no hitter? It's amazing. I was like, yeah, he's throwing a no hitter. And you know why I think it's happening? Why is that, honey? I think it's happening because he's got his old catcher now as his manager, David Ross. And I think that that settled him in. She said, well, that makes some certain amount of sense. There's two outs in the fourth. He walk, he hits a batter. Ross goes out and like gives him a little one two, and Lester kind of nods his head, and then he gets the next guy to pop out on the next pitch. I look at her, my wife. I say, God, I'm good. I'm so good at this game. She goes, yeah, I guess you are. I guess you're good at this game. Gets through five. I said, he's going to let him pitch this one last inning. Even if it's a no-hitter through five, he's going to get him out, and I'm going to get the win in like six leagues because I picked him up everywhere, honey. You know why? Because I'm really good at this game. Yeah, yeah, you said that. Okay, great. A couple innings go by. I'm like, it's eight to one. We're going to win this game. And the, Oh, my God, the game's getting a little closer, but it's okay because there's a closer out there. And you know how much I've been talking up, John Lester? Yeah, yeah, honey, I do. It's a closer named Craig Kimberlin. I'm telling you, this dude is going to be lights out in 2020. It's going to be lights out, huh? Oh, yeah. Everyone else is doubting him. Glenn Colton calls me up and says, really, you're that high on, on Craig Kimberlin? Oh, yeah, I'm high on Kimberlin, Glenn, Glenn Colton. DVR goes last week on the show, yeah, I don't know, Ian. Dondo's like, really? You, you, Kimberlin sucks. And I'm like, no, guys. You tore apart my closer rankings. Yeah, Kimberlin's great. I said to my wife, I said, I, I'm telling you, Kimberlin's going to. He's gonna, he's gonna do it. He's gonna, he's gonna close it out. And I'm just gonna look like such a genius. 
Craig Kimbrell looks atrocious. Yeah, but I mean, he has atrocious. Yeah, and I just kept saying, no, it was because of the he didn't have spring training last year. Yeah, that's not why. He's done. He's he's cooked. You think he's hurt, or you think he's no? I think he's just old. Aged I think he's, his way out. I think instead of throwing ninety eight with movement, he's throwing ninety five or ninety six, and he can't throw a strike. And he's just uh, you know. And I was wrong. I was just flat wrong in too many leagues. And there are a couple of places where I couldn't get him, and now I'm just <laughs> grateful in those spots because that's that's some that's some bad anal- analyzing on my part. He had the elbow issue. He had the inflammation. He didn't have Tommy John or anything, right? Like, didn't he just kind of opt for rehab kind of guy? No, I don't. I mean, DVR, am I right? I, I don't think that he had, like, big injury issues. I don't think that was the problem. I think he finished the season. He tried to get a three-year contract. Nobody wanted him, so he held out. And then he holds out, and he gets a three-year contract from the Chicago Cubs. They give him, you know, $16 million a year. And then he shows up in July and just is terrible all last year. And I'm like, you know what? He'll be fine. And then he comes back. It wasn't just, like, how bad he was. It was how desperate he looked just to throw a freaking strike. He just couldn't do it. I mean, he just couldn't throw a strike. It was kind of sad to watch. Maybe he turns it around. I, I, I genuinely hope he does, but I, I'm trying to get Jeffries in a number of leagues. Let's put it that way. Oh uh, wait, you, Jeff, we're not a uh, we're not doing Rowan Wick here. It's Jeremy Jeffries. DVR, who are you taking? I'm on Wick actually. I know Jeffries yeah. has done it before, but I think the slight edge goes to Wick. I think Jeffries got a save or came on in relief of Kimbrel in that game. Absolutely, yeah. He saved the game. See, the hardest thing about a situation like that is, does the guy who comes in after the closer fails, does he have the better chance of getting the job, or does the guy who pitched a clean inning in front of the closer that was also a high-leverage situation, does he get the job? But it wasn't a high-leverage situation for Wick. I don't even know if Wick pitched yesterday. Did he? He pitched a little earlier in the game. He came in, he pitched during the sixth. So I don't know, man. I think it's, I, I think it's J.J., that's what I think. <laughs> they say Cubs escape after Kimbrel's erratic. Put it debut. on the board. I just, I just don't. I just, I mean, I still. So, all right. So, on the board is who's going to get the most saves for the Chicago Cubs for the rest of the season? Who do you got for the rest of the season? Anyone's available. Who do you take? I'd still I'm take Kimbrel. I might still take Kimbrel too. I'm taking Kimbrel too. All right. So this. All is right. Never mind then. Who will get yeah. the second most? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to be first one up? I think. Take I, away Kimbrel, and then who's going to get the most saves? I just don't know how they can. I don't know how they trust him again in a big spot. I think they got to go back to him one more time. I mean, that's a big commitment they made to him, and maybe they give him a couple innings, seventh, eighth inning, whatever, and then bring him back in. Right. I, that's what. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're I, not. Gonna I don't think it. it's a permanent job loss yet. I think he's on the ropes. I think things could fall apart on him pretty quickly because he's laid the groundwork to lose the job. Oh, you guys ready to fall in love with Rowan Wick? Here's what Patrick Mooney said back in February in our Beat Writer Roundup. It would not be shocking if Rowan Wick, a guy who got drafted as a catcher and spent years as an outfielder in the St. Louis system, wound up closing more games this season than Craig Kimbrell, the game's active saves leader. That is how confident the Cubs are in their pitch lab, which helped Wick develop into one of their most trusted relievers last year. That illustrates the questions surrounding Kimbrell, who struggled to stay healthy and rediscover his all-star form last year after a long free agent holdout. Uh, there's no closer controversy yet. Kimbrell should have the ninth thing on opening day, but Wick will be a reliever worth monitoring. The pitch lab... There it is. That game was seven nothing when Rowan Wick entered in the sixth. That's why I don't. I, that's why I don't think he's the he's the next in line because that game was over. That game was that, that should not have been a game. And Lester looked great. You know, he was him and Homer Bailey were like my two old guys. I always like to try to find the old guys in the off season that I think are going to turn it around and like you know bring value as a SP six. And Lester and Homer Bailey were are have been my two guys though everyone hates on Bailey so much it's kind of you know dimmed my optimistic view of him I must say well I would think you'd go the other way not you know I mean I had to I'm playing him in labor this week but I but I, I you know I any league I had a partner in everyone's just like Bailey sucks I'm like he really doesn't like they gave him 10 million dollars like and they're like I don't like Bailey and so I sort of have to sort of say right. nothing these days too I don't know, man. $10 million, a one-year $10 million deal is not nothing. A one-year $4 million deal is kind of nothing. Comparable, right? $10 million, that's saying that we we think you're going to pitch for us. We think you're going to make the team. I figured it out with Rowan Wick, by the way. He did not pitch in the opening series against the Brewers because Kyle Hendricks had a complete game on Friday night. Mm -hmm. The Saturday game was a blowout that the Cubs lost, 
and Sunday's game was a blowout that the Cubs won. So it was kind of like the same weirdness that kept Josh Hader from pitching in that opening series as well. So I wonder if, given the score, they say, well, we got to get Wick in. We can only use him for an inning here, and then he'll be available tomorrow. Eventually, your high-leverage relievers need work, right? Because he probably had gone since Wednesday without pitching in a game, probably pitching a scrimmage that day. Mm -hmm. So I bet that's why he was pitching as early in that game as he was. Makes sense. Slight edge to Wick for now, but worth monitoring. I go JJ. Well, I mean, I go with you guys with Kimbrel, but JJ. Back-to-back weeks, though, where Nando and I agree on something. You should be scared. I am scared. Interest rates have hit record lows, which means it's a great time to refinance your student loans and see if you can lower your monthly payment. I bet you can. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with earnest. If they allow you, yes. Even if you've refinanced before, with today's low-rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Really, interest rates have not been lower. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes. Then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Which is important, actually. Want to change your monthly payment? Combine many loans into one easy payment or get a better rate? Ernest makes it easy. Hey, easy is good. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. That actually makes a big difference, no fees. Plus, the internet loves Ernest's customer service. They've rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. (laughs) That's pretty good if you think about it. What do you think Trustpilot is? (laughs) I gotta check that out. There you go. There's a plug for you. Yeah, I gotta check out Trustpilot. And now, I mean, I subscribe to Consumer Reports. It seems like something that's in that same arena. Anyway. Now you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan with earnest.com slash fantasy. So once again, you get $100 cash bonus when you refi your student loan at earnest.com slash fantasy. Not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash fantasy for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Actually sounds like a pretty good deal. Interest rates really are quite low. Yeah, I was. we were going to refinance our house, but I have no idea what that is or what that entails. So You should okay. refinance your house, bro. Everyone should refinance everything with interest rates at this price. We just but got that's it a, different a show. year ago. Yeah, okay. Now, what is your freaking moral oh, dilemma? All right, I got a moral dilemma. You got a moral dilemma? What, yeah. what, what is the moral dilemma? This is, so this, is, this might take up the rest of the show. It won't. Okay, this is a baseball card thing. Not really a fantasy thing, but I think it still has something to do with everything here. We'll try to keep it interesting. Yeah, and you know, I had an idea, actually, earlier today. So, this weekend, you might have heard about it, the Anthony Fauci Tops Now card set a record yes. for selling like 51,521 copies. It's pretty good. Um, and I like, so, when I saw Fauci wear that Nationals mask, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not like super into collecting, but I'm like super into following the collecting world and trends and stuff. I just like it. Um, I, like, when I saw him wear that mask in that press conference, weeks before the pitch... I'm like they're gonna make a card. Like I, they, they're they're gonna have they got you have to make a card out of Fauci, because he's there's like that little bit of and Tops is irreverent, so they can do you know, they do stuff like that. Like they did a Throwback Thursday thing with the, the old Simpsons border with all the players who were in the Simpsons, like Don Mattingly. It was really cool. Um, anyway, so they do it. Fauci throws the first pitch. Uh, a couple days Bad. later, Tops for 24 hours sells the Anthony Fauci, Doctor Anthony Fauci first pitch card. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get one of these. And it's $9.99. And I bought like a couple of these Project 2020 cards, which are like all these artists interpreting these classic Tops cards, which just looked cool. And it just turns out they were worth money. But now they're not. They crashed again. But whatever. They look cool. Um, which, by the way, I might send a couple of uh, Levi Weaver to do his charity auction for. And this kind of ties into this whole thing. So I'm, it's like one for $9.99. Or you can get 10 for $49.99. And like my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse, my sister in law's a nurse, you know, like I'm surrounded by health. My, so, like, everyone in my family basically is in some kind of healthcare profession. Um, so, I'm like, you know what? Let me just get the 10 pack, you know, get one for my mom, my dad. You know, we watch the press conferences. They love Fauci. They think he's great. Um, you know, coming from the science background or whatever. So, uh, so, okay. I get the 10, you know, 10 cards for $49.99. I'm happy. I go about my day. Somewhere along the way, I see some kind of tweet today. Maybe it was today. Maybe it was last night. Whatever. Saying, like, prices on the Fauci card are insane. So I go to eBay, and Fauci cards are selling for, like, $200 each. Hmm. And there's, like, a range of, like, 150 bucks all the way up to some people trying to sell it for $499. Tops has crazy printing delays right now. Obviously, COVID stuff. 
so you're not going to get these cards. Like, cards in hand won't be here for at least, I don't know, a month? Um, so, okay, whatever. People are selling them, though. So I'm like, all right, you know, this is dumb. I'm going to have 10 of these. And it seems like everyone's buying these. So I'm going to put one up on it. I've never sold anything on eBay before. I set it up to sell one on eBay. So I set it on eBay, and I just looked at the prices. Like, there were a bunch of 179 99s and 180s and 200s. So I'm like, let me just do 155 Let me just see what happens there. And my buddy who does, uh, he, he he's way more into collecting than I am. He's like, look, the Project 2020, I, I was asking him about it. He's like, you got to sell right now. I'm like, all right. So the Project 2020 stuff, though, took so long to get into people's hands, and the prices started to go down that the buyers actually canceled off of eBay. Um, so there's a chance you could sell something for whatever and you know never see that because they canceled because it took too long. So in my listing, I explicitly stated, like, this might be a while. I'll give you updates. Like, this is the first time I've sold anything. I will send you updates like this is like a little baby puppy that's just being born and let you know exactly what's happening and if I get any updates from Tops and whatever, whatever. Um, so in 40 minutes, the card sold, which I think is, I assume is pretty good. And so, of course, I'm like, damn, you know, I should have sold it for more. So I write the lady a note. I'm like, hey, you know, thank you. you know, thank you. This is my first time selling, obviously. Uh, I will give you as many updates as you need. Just ping me if you have any questions or if like too much time is going by. And she writes back like, thank you so much. Like with my my grandson is 12 and he's so with a bunch of o's into collecting this will make his day whatever whatever and i'm like man now i feel terrible like so i was going to go and sell more like i'm going to put the next one up for 180 i'm going to keep five and maybe sell five but my moral dilemma is like i feel kind of bad doing this i feel like a bad doing this no. b maybe we should put one up like for charity or something yeah uh or Maybe we should like give one away to the listeners here and like sell like a one dollar PayPal us raffle ticket uh, or something like that. Like I just feel bad charging like this woman who's trying to get her grandson a car. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know my friend said this when I was saying it yeah, too, and I'm like, no. all right, you know, he's like, you shouldn't. Yeah. This is like this is. Listen, capitalism. I'm all for. I'm Arr. all for. It's like count. That's not. He, right. he did. He made the pirate sound. He did. No, your he friend's a pirate. <laughs> no, he's, he's a capitalist. Pirate. There's no. I mean, there's no moral <laughs> dilemma. At all. You don't think that's a moral dilemma? Not in the least. All this right. is supply and demand, bro, and you were on top of it, right? You, like, you, you do this. I wasn't getting to resell them. I was going to give them away, like bottles of wine, like bottles of Rupar. Right, but that's yeah. fine, and you can still give, certainly give to your parents and everything else. If you, What I would do is I would sell a couple of them and, like, you know, use it as your card. You know, it's, it's like saying I picked a guy up off the wire. I picked Charlie Blackman off the wire in 2014. I just got him for nothing, and then I just traded him for Justin Verlander. And that seems unfair. You know what I'm saying? It's the same exact idea. Like you said, hey, you know, nine bucks, no, $49. I get 10 of them. Cool. I'm going to give one to Ian. I'm going to give one to my dad. I'm going to give one to my mom. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa. Holy smoke, you're actually making other people happy because you undersold it. Other people are selling it for $400. You gave it for $160. $155. Whatever. So you did it you, you did fine. You did no, there's nothing sad about oh, it. All right. People want it. You know, people right. want the card and you're, you're right. not it's not like you're, yeah, I mean, you know, you. there's no better guy to do this with than you. Like, to be on the other side and be the buyer on this card, because you're going to take such good care of this other person. <laughs> this, this card will arrive in pristine shape. Like, yeah, no. This is, oh, yeah, you're shipping. totally fine. I offer free shipping. Of course you do. eBay sales. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> all of them. The one you have. <laughs> now I got to go buy, I got to buy card kit. I'm thinking of going through my old cards and grabbing the cases there, because I don't like it. What am I supposed to put this thing in? I know how yeah. I get mine coming back to me. Right. All right. I gotta well, tape it up in cardboard. There's no moral graded. dilemma. Hold on. Hold on. I'm I'm saying this. DVR, you, who you vote with? Yeah, DVR, how dare you speak? No, DVR, which way are you going? There's nothing ethically wrong about reselling a baseball card for whatever people are willing to pay for it. I mean, it's, it's going to be worth 25 bucks in like 2 weeks though. That's, you know what? Mm. That all right, then all right. it, if that's yeah. the case, you should sell all 10 and then buy them back later. Yeah. That's oh, the other. Oh, that's the other. Are, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about baseball cards. We're not talking about. Okay, you're right. We're not talking about, okay, we're not, right, we're not talking that about something moment. that's actually like, impo- like. I like baseball cards, but that's a hobby. That's that's play money, right? Like that's yeah, totally. That's completely right. disposable income for the people participating. Right, I feel better. That was the best moment. That was the best moment of this episode, where I for, even forget what DVR said, and, and Nada goes, "Oh, DVR, boo, boo, boo. That was that was very very funny. <laughs> that was my laugh out loud moment. Of the show, All for right. sure. All right. All right. If you guys are not, then I'll put five more on eBay. There we go. Eh. 
I'll report back. All right, report back. Thanks. Make me feel better. Yeah, Get him great. It's nothing to feel bad in. about. Get some PSA tens out there. Well, I don't know what they're gonna, what condition they're gonna. They actually cost a ton of money to get these graded now. Yeah, man, it's it's just great. It's just there's nothing wrong with it. Look, I paid ten dollars for Demarcus Evans, a signed Demarcus Evans, <laughs> right? Exactly. And exactly. I'm holding this for you. I plan to trade it for an Anthony Fauci. I thought um, we were gonna do rhubarb for the Evans. Nah, I, I, whatever. However it goes, he all, wants a Fauci. I desperately want a Fauci, man. He could sell the Fauci for $400. no. I wouldn't sell. It. No, 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 no. No, I met Fauci. I, I met. I'm just, I, I'm just messing with you. He's a, he's a, he's he's doing right by the country, and it's cool that they did it. And I kind of regretted it. I was like, damn, I missed out on that. That would have been fun. Oh, I dude, done I've been, that. I got I got a. They put out a set like called like Summer Camp Wave One, and the first card is Mike Trout running around with a mask on. And I checked that one. It's it's some guy's trying to sell for like fourteen hundred dollars on eBay, which is never going to happen. But I think someone else had it for like two hundred and fifty. Same which I also thought was interesting. It's uh, it's you know the things. But it's, it's history. So, I'm only going to have one of those. I want to. And also, this. I want to say this. It's been so great. No matter what happens over the course of the next seven, eight, nine weeks, even before the playoffs start, if we get that far, it's been so great just to be looking at box scores every day and rising and falling and looking at Isaiah Kiner-Falefa making an error. So Kyle Gibson had to throw 33 pitches in the inning instead of 15 pitches. You know, like little things like that that'll just make your blood pressure go up and then you go, ah, it doesn't really matter, but it matters in the moment. And that's fun. That's fun right now. And something that we should be grateful for. If Ian would have gotten in on the cutout thing with us instead of ignoring repeated emails and texts. You know, you're five right of us are sitting that. in the stands in Seattle. Who, is, is DVR? Are you are you sitting in the stands in Seattle? I am not in Seattle. So why are you giving me crap? Give because us both you said crap. you would do it. DVR backed out immediately. Uh, did I say I was going to do it? I'm sorry about that. I apologize. You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll take I'll take the I'll take the the hit on that. I just thought you would have been fun. You know, stuff. a bunch of guys going out to a game. It seems yeah. Like I, you're right. You're right. It just you're right. Somehow it just. You know, the days are busy these days, and it's, it was like one thing. I was like, am I really – do I have to, like, give my bank – like, what am I doing? I should have I should have done it. What happened – here was the problem. You said, go to this website, and it'll explain everything. And I was like, I don't really want to go to a website to try to figure something out. You know what I mean? Well, That's a bad excuse, but it's true. Fine. But you're right. You're right. No. I still take – I still take – I still take what you say. I should have done it. Let me ask you guys a question. Oh, sorry. Uh, and totally new topic. Um, DVR, let me start with you so you can talk. Um, do, do you think like we should approach this season as football? Because I saw, I saw, oh man, what was the question? It was in Beller's, it was in the, the podcast transcript column, I think, where someone asked if he should drop Otani for Nate Pearson. Uh, Otani just only pitcher for Nate Pearson. And Beller's like, no, you got to have patience. You know, like I know it's, it's tempting, but you got to have patience. But my big mistake when I transition from baseball season to football season is I treat football season like baseball, where I wait too long on players and I miss out on some stuff and I hold on to guys for too long, hoping they're going to break out. Should we be treating this one like don't panic, or should we actually be treating this one like a fantasy football season where you're like, just jump on this guy, just pick up everybody on the waiver wire? Because you play both. You know this, right? Yeah, I, I do think the usual patience that we preach can't really be exercised. I think we have to kind of decide... What is enough either in the wrong direction to let a player go or in the right direction to pick a player up? Like what actually matters? Is it velocity changes for a pitcher? Is it exit velocity increases or decreases for a hitter? Is it strikeout rate drops for a hitter that would cause you to drop them? Is it playing time over the span of 10 days? Like what are your thresholds? I think defining those is really important. And I think the thing that I've really struggled with just in the first five, six days now is that playing time component because the schedule and the matchups could just be such that a certain player is getting a little less time with the rosters being larger and the rosters aren't going to be larger at the end of next week, right? After the first two weeks, two players come off the roster. At the end of four weeks, two more players come off. So there could be a few little things that are happening right now that will stop happening but if they don't stop happening, that's a major shift in value. Right. So I realize I'm, I'm not giving a clear answer, but I just think we have to come up with a few things that truly mean something. And I think the Braves showed a good example of that with Fultonevich. I mean, a four to five mile per hour drop in fastball velocity, something's not right. That's that's 
a pretty easy, obvious sort of thing. But using Otani as an example, his fastball velocity compared to 2018 is down almost four miles per hour. That's a pretty big deal, right? I mean, that was only one inning that he threw, and he's still, you know, kind of rusty, maybe coming off Tommy John surgery. But in leagues where he's pitcher only, I don't think that's an unfair question to ask. I really think you could justify dropping pitcher only Otani, a guy who only goes on Sundays, who is struggling with command, who just showed a major velocity drop. I think you can justify dropping him right now and, and taking a chance on someone like Nate Pearson, who has frontline stuff of his own and might actually have a safer role and that he'll start every fifth day and he might actually have two start weeks. That makes a pretty big difference. So DVR, I, I, I agree, actually. And and the thing that's most concerning to me about Otani, Kimbrel, some of these other pitchers is command. Like they just they, they can't throw a freaking strike. I mean, that's little league stuff in a way. And it's not. But there, guys. If you if you can't throw strikes, you can't pitch. You can't. You got to be able to not walk guys. So I, I kind of like that. If it's pitcher only, Otani, man, it's 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 tough. I mean, Otani took just punched me right between the eyes this weekend uh, in the league. So it's uh, you know as a pitcher, so it, it's really tough. I don't know, man. Like I, that's I think it's more like could... football. I think it's more like football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like nine, ten weeks. Every week matters a ton. Every game matters a ton. It's like just go for it. Go for it and have fun as long as we get it. So we go, but you know, like so when you drop Otani, there's that flip story of those eleven other people, fourteen other people in the league who are going to be like, "I'm going to grab Otani and I'm just sure, going to go I for would. it, man." <laughs> and so I would grab he's, him. He's, he's Otani. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. How much would you put on Otani? Hundred dollar budget. Let's say you spent. Fourteen dollars already with your early claims, and you have a you have a absolute spot. You're not dropping somebody good. See, that's a weird thing for me. Is like, yeah, let's say you have uh, nobody else on your team that you can drop to pick up Nate Pearson. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, no, no. I'm saying else. no, no. I'm not saying if I'm saying if you're the team out there, Otani. No, I get it. Dropped. I'm just talking about the earlier part, like the oh, yeah. other side, the guy who's picking up Pearson. It's like there's nobody else on your bench. Is it like there's no bench or something? Like I don't know. That that was what I thought. If if Otani's out there, man, I don't even know if I would pick him up right now. I don't know. Really? DVR, you, you own him. Uh, yeah, I did. But now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> DVR, you own him in RDI. Did he Did he hurt you? Did you have him in, as a hitter or a pitcher? I mean, I had him as a pitcher on Sunday, and I've had him hitting when he hasn't been <laughs> hitting as part of the lineup the last few days. And I think the leagues where he's a swing player, those are easier to deal with because you can still get a lot of value from the bat when he plays. The key to him is that you got to have him in a daily league. Yeah. you got to be able to move him in and out. But, you uh, have but him I, in... I think on Sunday, I, I, I'm... Luke Warm on actually putting him into my GDD lineup as a pitcher on Sunday. You can't I'd do it. Kind of want to see how he looks before I go down that road again. I think. How you have you guys have been to. doing with the daily ins and outs? Love it. Oh, I've, I've been it. forgetting. That's that's why I call you about these changes. That's why. Well, I can handle forget. a weekly changes league. Yeah, but it's just that's why. Just so you know, like go, a little callback to earlier in the show. Like, why, why do I call you about Cortez and Sheffield? It's not because I think Sheffield. It's just because that you forget. Yeah, but you didn't even think, think Sheffield was better than you. Cortez. No, I didn't, but I wanted to give you the option and I wanted you to know because it actually happened just a couple of hours before first pitch. DVR actually got it fixed. That was deeply impressive, DVR. It really was. Uh, why didn't you reply all like everyone else did? Because nobody needed to hear from me. It Glenn nice. Colton. No, not necessary. Some great some great guys. Peter Kreitzer gave a thank you to DVR. No, everyone everyone. DVR, did you feel bad that Ian could have just been like reply all? Hey, DVR, I echo what everyone's saying here. Tremendous job, friend. I am. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a time where if someone wants to ignore a, uh, an email I send or a podcast I host or anything, I'm not even going to notice. I'm just like one show to the next, one article to the next, just trying to get through every day because it's so much with football now ramping up on top of baseball we, having just started. love you, you know. I mean, you know, it's a little, yeah, little, man, little, little more for us. I mean, you know I, I feel bad. You've got to be so stressed too, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, but we, we love you on, on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. I mean, we love you, so, you know. Everybody's stressed, though. Yeah, it's true. But it, it's it's also great. And listen, you know, we're uh, we're, we're we're going in and, and out of, of baseball and, and talking about our lives. I do have a question about Benintendi dropping to ninth in the order. You put that in there. Is that a surprise? It somehow doesn't surprise me. Like, what if he is that guy? What if he's not the number three hitter that we all thought he was from his rookie year? What if he's the number eight or nine hitter? You know, I, I put that in there more to, to be like, you know, everyone's all over Benintendi because he's the number one guy. And like three days into the season, he's dropped to ninth. 
What about these guys who are hitting like seventh, eighth, ninth right now, who could just work their way up to first or second? So it was it was more like everyone was sweating like these projected one, two, three hitters, and no one had like the thought to be like, well, this guy who's batting eighth is actually Ryan Maltapia, really good. He could maybe fight his way up to number two, you know, in a, in a week. Really bad, by the way, Ryan Maltapia so far. He's, uh, could, I mean, what's your really definition bad. of really bad? Like he hasn't gotten a hit yet. That's pretty bad. Uh, but that means he'll get ten in the next twenty Love to it. make up for it. I hope so. I'm with you. But I mean, we could. Do, you want to put that in the spreadsheet? No. I do not because I want him to. Eno can decide really bad versus really good if you'd like. Eno is at the Oakland A's game right now. Yeah, I saw that tweet. That's pretty cool, I think. Is it? DVR, did you know he was going to be there? Yeah, he talked about it a little bit this morning. He said he was kind of on the fence about going. And the way he explained it is he said he was mostly going not because he could, but because he wanted to get a better feel for just what the environment's like because he does talk to the players as part of those Zoom interviews they do, and obviously he's analyzing and writing about players, so just getting a better first-hand experience by seeing just how rigid the protocols are around the ballpark and how quiet it really is during the game or how obnoxious the piped-in crowd noise is, like all those kinds of things, I think that was mainly why he wanted to go. It kind of sounded like this might be the only game he goes to all season. Oh, okay. Well, it it looks... I I like the sound noise. I really do. I, I think it's... I think it's great. I'm just enjoying. I'm, I'm sad the Yankees haven't played the last couple of games because uh, my son, my older son, only really likes watching the Yankees. Um, but get him into the Mets. No, no, no. It's a we're it's good. a perfect fallback if you live in New York. No, no, no. no. We're good. We're good. No. You no. sure? Really? I actually, I'm, I'm I'm just having fun there because DVR likes to make fun of the Mets. Um, yeah, I tried to get him into the Mets because a buddy of mine is the head of the. Uh, of the PR department there and could get us tickets whenever we want, like right behind home plate with like the, like the buffet. And I'm like, come on, let's go to the, let's go to city field. And my son's like, why? It's like, we'll go watch a baseball game with the Mets. He says, the Yankees play. I said, no, he said, I'm not going. I was like, come on the Mets. And he's like, nah, I'm good. They're fun. My buddy, now my buddy's like, yeah, I'm not giving you tickets. He offered me tickets for like three years straight. And he's going to be like, no, I took Cushing to, I went once and it was really quite fun. We were on the field, went in the clubhouse, First time I was ever in a, it was really it was really fun. I took Cushing uh, and a couple of other guys who were big Mets fans, um, but I never went back because my son didn't want to go. But that's you think we're at a me. Cushing sound effect level yet? We should be. That dude is good. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, could that maybe you can make a so fart good. noise every time with your hands. That's not nice. That's not nice. What? Show more respect. Than that. So all right, you come up. What's the third sound effect after a ding and a gavel? So we get ding. What's your number three? We get. And wait, didn't we, we decided last week that there was somebody the DVR was talking about that needed to get one? Or was it Nando that needed to get one because he kept talking? Oh, yes, Alfino. Alfino needs his own sound effect. Oh, yeah. Cushing sound effect. Here, so, okay, if you guys, you've heard enough about Alice Cushing, on Twitter, would you please give a good sound effect for Cushing? And any question you have, please hashtag Cushing. And give us the sound effect with your question, and you'll get a shout out on the air. Boom. Mm. That's okay. better than a sound effect. Yeah, but then but they have to they have to come up with a sound right. effect, like the sound of a, a cowbell. Well, I mean, just the, the shout out I meant is better than a sound effect. That's true. So yeah. Cushing, it's kind of it's going to be kind of hard. It's got to be something that Ian can do with his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I already got. Every time I want to do a sound effect, I always want to just do the James Anderson ding. That like that seems the most obvious. By the way, Justice the Sheffield fun. against the Angels right now: six innings, no hits, no earned runs, eight you strikeouts, you no just, walks. You are lying. It's the third inning. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I have it open. Three hits, two earned runs, two strikeouts, three walks. I tell you, it's good stuff. And Kyle Gibson gets Kyle Gibson gave up three runs in the first inning because Isaiah Kiner Falefa threw a ball a little bit low that Todd Frazier didn't just didn't catch. He just didn't catch. It was second and third, two outs, ground ball to third base, and then Gibson, you know, so those two runs scored. It was second and third. They both come around to score. Frazier's running after the ball like he's playing softball. He just looks like, oh man, everyone's gonna yell. And then Gibson gives up like another couple of hits. And and now it's just totally settled down. It's just like mowing them down. And he would have had a quality start, guaranteed, based on how he's going. Isaiah kind of Falefa. <clears throat> he's batting three thirty three. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. 
And right. Gallo stole a base. That's fun. Joey Gallo stealing bases is, uh, I'm, I'm all in for that. Yeah, me too. I guess. Let's refocus. <laughs> We're going to get ripped. <laughs> Guys telling me that all the time. They're like, you guys ever going to talk baseball? Like, we, we do. We actually we do. did talk a lot of baseball this show, I think. Nah, not really. I talked a lot about my wife. And you talked a lot about your baseball cards. That was and a, we got a little baseball interlude. In yeah, mine was probably six. We might have to re... DVR might have to listen to that and decide whether it makes the cut. Yeah, you monologued. I know. Yeah, I got to gotta figure out if it makes the cut. Uh, we do. I mean, uh, speaking of... I know you're all demanding more Ian. He put something in there called Ian's Trades this week, which... Yes. I assume that means you've already made trades. I have, indeed. Not just for I've, Fab. No, not just for Fab. I've made, uh, four, I made four trades on opening day. <laughs> let's let DVR grade them. They're not, you're, not playing, you're not doing Dynasty Leagues, right? Are you doing the one? These, none of these are Dynasty Leagues. All I'm right. doing, no, I have one, two, three Dynasty Leagues going. Let's four. DVR, four Dynasty right. Leagues going. Four Dynasty Leagues, all with co-owners. Smart. Um, yeah, with Wilson Caraman, Brett Sayre and I share a team, James Anderson Ding and I share a team, and Robert Mershak and I share a team. Super fun. What about Dr. Thomas Scott? Dr. Thomas Scott and I share a team in DVR's Maki League, and I have a question about that. Right as of now, there is no injured list. That league has never had an injured list, right, DVR? It feels to me like this year there should be an injured list. Because before it used to be like, all right, am I going to have to drop this guy? I'd rather not. Now you might have to drop like half your team. To make this happen. On my particular team, I've got six guys who are injured with COVID. Or like three of them have COVID. And I've got six injured guys on a roster of 31. Uh, Chapman has COVID and then Kluber and Kershaw. Well, two it's of those are not COVID. Right, not COVID. But there's <laughs> there's going to be more. There's going to be more COVID. Well, you you, you, well you got to drop Kluber now, right? Oh, yeah, Dynasty? I'll drop Kluber. No, it's, it's Keeper. And I got him for 25. Actually, DVR and I fought over the Kluber in this auction, I remember clearly. And yeah, I won him. Bummed he's hurt. It's, that sucks. Yeah, it does kind of suck. But I've made a trade with Derek Cardi in GDD. Uh, first first day in the league. He wanted McCutcheon. And I kind of wanted Brian Reynolds. It was a better fit for my squad. And so we like just got on the phone. And it was, it was like, yeah, do you want to do that? And he was like, yeah, I kind of do. I was like, yeah, I think I kind of do too. So we just swapped Kutch for Reynolds. Uh, as much for the story as anything else, because it's nice that Derek was Derek Cardi's first day in GDD, and he made a trade, which I like. Um, in DVR's league on day one, I traded Chris Sale and Michael Kopech. And Kopech you can keep for like five, six, five years, would you say, DVR? Four, Chris five Sale years? you paid all that money for? I paid $16 for Chris Sale, so he's a $16 keeper going into next year, which in this league is not bad all right. for Chris Sale at all. It's actually quite good. Um and I got back one year of Clevenger, this year of Clevenger, and a really like long-term Nick Anderson at a, at a cheap price. So that was an interesting trade. And then uh, in Tout Wars, Paul Sporer, poor, poor Paul Sporer got screwed. I traded him Corey Kluber and Shohei Otani for Kettle Marte and $280 fab. Oof. What's the Otani rule in that league? He's just a hitter. All right. And well, all the right. reason I did it, the reason he Paul wanted to do it was because in that league, the scoring system is such that starters are more valuable than you can possibly imagine. And he didn't really go that route in the in the auction. So he he was really he was really heavy on hitters and really low on on pitching. So he was really excited to get Kluber. And I kind of was regretting it for a couple of days. I was like, you know what? In any other format, that makes a tremendous amount of sense. I wanted the Fab is what I wanted. Um, but I was like, that ah, might really come back to haunt me because Kluber can throw a nice quality start, which just like explodes your score if you get a quality start and a win. Like you get like an extra fifteen points for both of them. It's it's a little nuts, frankly. Um, but then Kluber goes down. And I wrote to him. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. He was like, yeah. I said, I feel really bad. He's like, imagine how I feel. I was like, fair enough. Um, and then <laughs> now this is a really interesting story. So Ryan Hallam and I, I called him because I did all these pickups. So I called Ryan Hallam because he had a few extra roster spots. And we almost made a trade, like a really big trade, where I was going to give him Urias, Michael Conforto, 
Matt Carpenter, Gavin Lux, and uh, Brian Abreu. And because Lux and Abreu, I was going to have to drop anyway because of pickups, because this league, you really can't. And Tout Wars head-to-head, you cannot hold a player on your bench like that. It's really hard to do. And second base, who knows? Like, I mean, is he going to play every day when Hernandez is doing so well and Taylor's doing so well? So I was like, that for Jack Flaherty, Teoscar Hernandez, and Taylor Rogers from the Twins. And we were really going back and forth on it. We almost did the deal. And then what we decided to do, because I, I wanted T. Oscar or Kingery. And, uh, but then we, he was just like, I can't give you Flaherty, even though I'm getting Urias, who was more valuable because he's an RP and you need to have RP. It's complicated, but Urias had more value and he was getting Conforto. So we, I just traded him Lux and Abreu for 88 fab dollars, right? And that's what we just decided. So about an hour later, Hernandez gets up and hits two home runs. And then Conforto hits a bomb and goes like two for four with like gets so many points. So I called him and I was like, we just need to talk about players every day. Like, we'll just talk about trading players every day and they'll go off. That's the you secret. You believe in that? No, I don't. But it was All fun. Right. And he called me back and he was like, yeah, we should definitely do that because look what happened. So it was kind of, but it's just, that's the story of the trades this week. All done on the telephone. Every single, every single one of them made on the telephone. We wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. It's the best way. You can get to know people. It's fun. Yeah. Ryan Holland's a great guy. I think a lot of people in the fantasy industry are great guys. I agree with that. Dirk Cardi, great guy. Yeah. Uh, do you, are you wary when someone who has his own projection system that's won awards and has been proven to be maybe the best in the You know, Sarah's is called the best in the business. It's like, hey, man, I'm coming to you for a trade. With Derek Cardi, you mean? With Derek? Yeah. No, I mean, right, I right, think right. Van suspicious that he's like, hey, give me Andrew McCutcheon. No, because I knew he wanted McCutcheon right. from I knew he wanted McCutcheon based on what DVR had said in on our show last week, talking about how he was really high on McCutcheon. And so I, I didn't want McCutcheon. I just I wasn't that high on McCutcheon. All so right. I was really happy. And I, I am kind of high on Reynolds, especially with especially with this team, because I need average on that team. And I think that Reynolds might give me a 280 average could. It'd be great if he does. So I was like, no, I, I don't know. I, I like trading with everybody. Trading is good. What are the standings right now? You know, it's crazy. All these side bets we have, uh, none of them are like who will finish higher in the GDD. I think I'm 13th at the moment. By the way, that trade in DVRs was with Nick Schlein, who's a really good player. Just to be clear about that. Ian, what's the name? Of your, oh, your name is Ian Kahn. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Blood Orange and DVR's Honorary New Yorker. So Ian Kahn's way ahead of us in Cushing's in first, of course. Is he really? Is Cushing yep. in first? Yep. Damn. You're in seventh. I'm in right. 13th. DVR's in 14th. That's not good, guys. We'll, we'll, That's four days into this season. Yeah, man. it's nothing. And Cushing's not in first. Alex Fast is in first. That's not what I'm I, saying. I'm, are you looking at the stand? I'm not in. I'm looking at league standings on the home page. No, no, no. Don't go to standings. You go to scores. Scores is what's happening now. Yeah, I'm in oh. ninth. Right. Where am I? Am I still in 13th? You are yep. in 13th. Yes. You have Yay. 65 points. DVR is 79 and a half points. I have 85 <laughs> points. Dude, you know, if you go to the home page, DVR has. I got 64.5. DVR's got 59. Did that just happen in one day? DVR is up, so let's see what's going on. DVR is up twenty points. He's got a brave net change of twenty. Holy crap, man! What happened? Carlos to you? Santana, what? Carlos Correa. He's got a lot of home runs. He's doing it. He's doing Team's it. Hitting today. He's hitting today. Hitting and Walker you have Bueller's three pitching. home Alec, runs. Alec Mills pitched really well. Alec for Mills me got too. him a win. Yeah, very good. Yeah, but there's nothing spectacular. I mean, no offense, but nothing spectacular happened today. <laughs> Two ninety eight batting average, three home runs, six runs batted in, nine runs, and that's it for scoring on that side. And then. It's not bad, man. 3.48 ERA isn't awesome. 0.774 whip. You got to win. It's nice. And the win is big, man. No it's safe. early. Yeah, but I thought he would have like set, like to make that cut, to gain 23 points in one day. It's only 20 points, but yes. Everything's very, very close together. Net yeah, everything's close. Period. Oh, net change period, net change today. All right. right. 20 yeah, points I, in one day. With That does not sound like a line. And I'm not saying it's to insult your team, DVR. There's no bitterness here. Uh, I'm taking offense. Well, if you're like, all right, if, if someone told you, hey, man, you're going to gain 20 <laughs> points in one day, and you'd be like, okay, so that's got to be like a 1.20 ERA, 22 strikeouts. It's too early saves. for this, Nando. It's Nando, it's, day, it's literally like day five. Yeah, it's still a cruels. It, it, 
it's you know (laughs) everything changes with every at bat now fun that's what it looks like ah you know stolen bases and saves are such a big deal right now they're just such a big deal i had a home run i'm not bragging about it (laughs) it sounds like you are oh god apparently i have a lot of marlins and orioles (laughs) see that's somebody postponed that's that's the problem right there. It, it is it is really problematic. This year this year has to have something of an asterisk by it as a really all around, but certainly in fantasy baseball. It yeah, the asterisk to. should be, and then you look down, it's like asterisk dash super fun year. In a way, DVR I, gained twenty points in a day. That would have happened anyway. I know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Just as long as you know. No, I'm just messing around. Yeah, but uh, but no, it is. There is something I'm telling you. It's about gratitude, and I'm not just saying that to sound all like you know new agey and crap. What I'm basically saying is like we got to find moments of gratitude in this world because the world can be hard. The world is hard right now, especially. And there are moments of like, wow, look at that. That guy just hit a home run. It was fun to watch. And yeah. I just hugged my kid because Aaron, you know, John Carlos Stanton just hit the ball 600 feet. And that was so much fun to watch. Wow, I love that. Got to take those moments in life. Really, now more than ever. Um, this is pretty incredible. So, you know, I'm in my basement and I get no phone service, as you guys learned early when my mic wasn't working. But my phone just lit up with a text from Brandon Funston. <laughs> and this is, incre- this is how we're going to end the show. He was watching the Mariners game on TV. And there was a B part of the Mariners seat fleet. And you're not no. going to front and center, the brightest one of them all. Jake Seeley. Smile. Ah, damn. This is amazing. <laughs> damn. Oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Seats, oh, good so, seats are still available for $30. Yeah, but I can't sit with you guys. DVR, should we do it? I'll do it. You want, you want to join? Well, the uh, two of you are going to be sitting by yourselves on some island somewhere. No, we we'll be take, fine. We should take over another park. We should get to some like no, but that was the genius of Defino because he found the park that was thirty bucks. Yeah, that's no, it. No, that's no, the only no, reason Miller I'm doing park's it. Fifty, but see, Miller Park used Section Four Twenty Two. That's the name of the Brewers podcast that I host with Will Salmon. Oh, so maybe How much are those like, maybe you should do that with Will. They're I fifty. I, I feel like Will and I like I should take a like a Zoom screenshot of Will and I, and then get the logo on there and like send the PR person a note, and be like, hey, like. I'll, I'll pay for two seats. Like, put this together with the logo, and they'll be like, "Shut up, idiot!" Like, they're not gonna do that for me. Yeah, they might. You're, you're Derek Van Riper. People know you got a blue check mark and everything. Uh, yeah, wait a second. Derek helps. Van Riper replied in this text thread during our show. That's interesting. Wow. Oh, sorry. good on DVR. Yeah, I guess you don't like uh, Ian. Or res- <laughs> I like or respect. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> This is why we can't be on video because I'd be looking at you going, "What a d-. yeah!" Here well, on the radio, see, that's why funny. we're not on video. We would have seen him look down and type on his phone. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah, why you can't. Messed up. You wouldn't have known. It's <laughs> <laughs> covered Actually, by the towel. We might not have known because he was texting you, trying to talk you through your microphone thing. I was like, "How are you texting? Him? I don't even see you doing it." It's like he's got that little chip in his head. That's pretty dirty. You learn something new every Wait, day. Wait, one last thing. I really want to say this. You put in that DraftKings was doing the futures, MLB futures. Yeah. I just looked at the odds. There's one team here that I would totally put money down at this price. And I don't bet, but I would put money down at this price. Actually, there's two teams I would put money down on. The San Diego Padres at 4,000 to four, plus 4,000. Really? I mean, doesn't that make... Can't you? I mean, like I see the Milwaukee Brewers at plus thirty five hundred. I don't see a way in heck that they win the World Series. But the San Diego Padres, I think they could. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but, right, but that's, that's a good a number. I mean, that's a hundred bucks to win you four thousand is pretty good. Those are those are Fauci card numbers. <laughs> I mean, there's that number. Please say the one. I can't. Sucks. I, I can't. I mean, I'm, and we're looking over here, like, and also the Indians, man. I mean, the Indians for a hundred bucks to get twenty five hundred. I mean, with that lineup, with that, with the way Savali pitched today, I mean, you look at Carrasco, you've got Bieber, you've got Clevenger, and you've got Savali. You've got four, well, I mean, I don't know if we're going to put Savali in that category, but he's in the ballpark of it. That's, I agree. I the Cleveland at plus 2,500 is a nice bet. That's a nice bet. Yeah. What about, uh, I mean, if you just go to the division, Cleveland at plus 1,200 and... 
the Padres at plus twenty five hundred. I mean that we've got everything I, covered. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I still got the Dodgers in the West, but I could see the Padres like sneaking through in the playoffs. Those well, playoffs. League. Those those were league winners. Oh, league winners. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm just at National League to win the National League. The Padres to win the American League. Oh, I see. But wow, Yankees one hundred dollars to get one seventy five. That's that's. I would actually. Can can you take the? Can you go short on a team? I th- <laughs> I don't. Th- I mean, I'm sure there's some math the where you could take every other team. No, that wouldn't work. That would that would actively not work. I don't think they're over unders anymore. I think those are gone. I mean the division. I mean the World Series and also the Rays. Seventeen hundred? I don't know. I think that's a. I mean, Start your own book and take a bunch of bets on the team that you think is terrible, and just keep the money. I I don't know how that works, and it probably take too long to explain. <laughs> but but the, but if you are looking, those are the teams that those are the the ones that stand out to me. The San Diego Padres. I could see Tatis just exploding. You know, Will Myers becoming Machado, and then all of a sudden. You know, Richards is for real. Denelson Lamette, is that right? Did I say it right? Denelson Lamette, did I say it? I said it right? And then all of a sudden, Mackenzie Gore shows up for, for the playoffs. I, I could see all of that happening. Strong 4, bullpen. 000. I mean, come on. That's a, I don't know. Doesn't that make sense? Manny Machado Renaissance. I mean, the, the idea that the Padres and the Red Sox are both 4,000 plus 4,000 makes zero sense. Like, how is that possible? And this is going to be one of those all you got to do is get in to win, like best of three first round games, which aren't going to have any home field advantage at all because there are going to be no fans there. Mm, there's still home field, but the Red Sox, I mean, there's no on. chance. Is the there? Red Sox, the Red Sox have zero chance of winning the World Series. Zero. Right. Right. There's. I, I think the Kansas City Royals have a better chance than the Boston Red Sox. That team is terrible. They have no pitching. None. We'll have Fulton right. Evich in a couple of days. Throwing eight and nine. I kind of like the Phillies at 3,000. Anyway, this could be a totally different show. Maybe they'll still be around next week. The odds. But we got to go. Right, we'll talk off We're over an cause... hour. DVR is texting other people. It's all true. Yeah. Who knows? I would love to be in an Eno group with him because I know, like, yeah, hey, how's the game going? Hey, heard you at the game tonight. <laughs> he knew he was at oh, the game tonight. No big deal. I'm only doing my second show. Don't worry. It's no big deal. My backup show. I gotta get to my backup backup show now. Oh, right, he's gonna oh, do the right. Beller he show. Yeah, he's gonna actually. He does. He has a hard out. What are we? Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, Poor Beller is waiting on him. You brought up the odds. I was gonna skip that part. It was too good. How can you skip it you for the man who will it. sell your twelve-year-old grandkid a five-thousand-dollar Anthony Fauci card that'll be worth two dollars next week? Ian Khan. That is correct, and it was the right thing to do. For the guy who group texts during a second favorite show, Derek <laughs> Ryba. I'm going to do it during my third favorite show, too. <laughs> I'm Nando Fino. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, check out ebay.com slash Nando for the latest Anthony <laughs> Fauci card. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye.